It's time for some overlooked stocks. George Tillis is three healthcare and biotech movers that you missed today. George, let's start with an Adagio for Bulls, GT. Adagio, which is a jump big, 86%. Adagio Therapeutics, George, what's going on? Yeah, it's an interesting situation going on, OG, with the uh, Omicron variant and the COVID-19 news that we've seen in terms of the uh, potential spread of this new variant. So there's a lot of activity going on in therapeutic drugs or therapeutic-based uh, treatment companies, companies like uh, Adagio Therapeutics. Uh, it's clinically staged biotech company. It's in the development, discovery, and commercialization now of not vaccines, but actually uh, antibody therapeutics to deal with infectious diseases, diseases like COVID-19. So we actually have some interesting activity going on with this particular uh, company. Uh, one, it's uh, got an investigational drug that's actually in phase two, three trials. They're actually expecting some positive news results, at least in the first half of 2022 from a European Commission, a regulatory authority, their FDA version of that. Uh, but also the FDA is looking, or they're looking for the FDA to uh, potentially rapidly accelerate trial studies to deal with, uh, of course, the uh, the antibody issues associated with mm. COVID-19 treatment. So again, these aren't vaccine-based companies, but there seems to be a trend going on right now with a lot of these uh, companies that are dealing with uh, therapeutics versus, again, prevention of COVID-19. This company in itself, Adagio, actually has uh, an interesting situation going on. It is a pre, uh, pre-revenue-based company, but it does have about four analyst firms that give it coverage, and in fact, Morgan Stanley today uh, upgraded the stock to uh, a buy with a $49 price target. Now, the consensus uh, across all of the analysts is probably gonna go higher, but as of today, prior to the uh, announcement from Morgan Stanley, the consensus price target on the stock was 45. Mm. All right, so uh, they include them in their list of Omicron Omicron, uh, variant beneficiaries. They also list Pfizer, obviously. They list Merck. Interestingly enough, uh, which of course uh, was really uh, just brutalized in today's session. Uh, so to see that uh, we got again more selling in that stock uh, on this news, lots of preference it seems for other treatments. The market just not choosing Merck as its favorite right now, and Adagio Therapeutics may be ready to come off the bench. It could be, OG. I think there's there's a lot of promise going on because the company itself, which again IPO'd in, in August of 2021 via reverse merger SPAC, had been really focused on dealing with COVID-19 antibody therapies as well as variants. And so their business model was all surrounding the uh, the variant aspects of COVID-19. So I think the, the news catalyst certainly is pushing the stock to the upside, but there's also again been some momentum in the stock uh, as well as some financial fitness that we also have to look for to, I mean, you know, first you got to have, you have to see some analyst coverage. You also have to see some near completion of clinical trials. Like I said, they're in phase two, three, uh, almost fully essentially uh, uh, per- uh, enrolled when it comes down to the, the enrollment trials uh, that they expect, again, the EU commission to uh, either agree or, or disagree on or approve or not approve uh, in mid-July of uh, a mid-year of 2022. The other thing is, is, is if they've got about a $60 million per quarter cash burn. So, you know, you annualize that's about $250 million, but they do have about $500 million in cash. So mm. they have a couple of years worth of cash to yeah. work through, uh, assuming again, this uh, drug that they are working on gets FDA approval, uh, that might be promising for the company, which again is in pre-revenue stage. 
other thing I did find out, OJ, is interesting enough, there are about 79 different treatments, uh, antibody cocktail treatments for COVID-19 right now. So this is, again, a very crowded space. You have to keep that in mind. And these are some of the risks involved in companies like Adagio. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they are competing with some of the behemoths like uh, Eli Lilly, Merck, uh, Regeneron or a, a few of the bigger players in that space. Mm. But a lot of times these uh, smaller companies, uh, you know, once they get approval, if they do get approval or close to, uh, we see companies like this that don't have uh, any other revenue streams really okay. do extremely well compared to those uh, larger companies which already have revenue streams. Uh, George, looking at uh, another one here that maybe fits this bill. NRXP Pharma, NRX Pharma, ticker yeah. NRXP, uh, also up here uh, on the day uh, in a pretty in a pretty big way, uh, but uh, maybe a little bit more complicated, right? I mean, they've got also yeah. potential treatment, but a few other things generally that this business has been involved in and associated with, in particular, uh, treating bipolar disorder. So, uh, but maybe they've got a COVID yes. tangential treatment as well. Yeah, it's a tangential play. That's a good way of putting it. I think overall, if you look at NRX Pharma, which again, I think it's moving in sympathy with a lot of these other, uh, you know, biotech companies. It's a very, very, like I said, very complicated space to invest in OJ. Uh, each and of each company has a different, uh, of course, uh, product that they're trying to bring to market, and also has a different story. But for NRX, uh, this was uh, another late stage, uh, you know, company reverse merger via SPAC in late 2020. So that fits both of these companies that we're talking about. This one here traded as high as $62 in February of, of last year. It's catching a bit as of late. Now this company, uh, NRX, had of course other medicines that it was working on. One is the central nervous system disorders, uh, bipolar disorder, uh, depression. The other thing is it actually has a drug called Zysami, which, which is actually used for respiratory illnesses like pulmonary distress and asthma. So what they've actually done is, is they've applied this drug towards uh, uh, clinical trials to help deal with critical care uh, respiratory patients who are suffering in the hospital from COVID-19. So it's not mm. necessarily an antibody cocktail. This one is more specific to deal with, uh, with pulmonary distress for critical care mm. patients. And so... Overall, the, the company did report that they had some positive data that actually came in that demonstrated their treatment, Zysami, compared to Redesmavir from, uh, from Gilead. Uh, the, the company NR, NRX did demonstrate about four fourfold uh, success rate in having patients come out of the hospital in 60 days. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a cure-all for respiratory illness, but they did, did see four times the number of patients who took the drugs uh, recover uh, in 60 days from respiratory failure that they were in distress in while they suffered from COVID-19 in the hospital. So overall, positive signs for the company. But the other thing is, it's a pre-revenue company as well. So there's a lot of risks involved. And if you look at the price action, like I said, $62 in February, traded around $10 today at the highs at some point in time. But partnerships do matter. Now, uh, NRX is partnered with a Swiss company called Relief Therapeutics, uh, which again, they have a profit sharing agreement in, in, in case, of course, the drug does come to market in terms of mm. FDA approval. That has also now uh, got a half enrollment for uh, a global trial in conjunction with the National Institutes of Health. So uh, this is again, a, a risky play. It's a play on a particular drug that they have been working on for dealing with asthma that they have actually now sh shown some significant improvement for respiratory 
failure or critical respiratory failure patients in, uh, in the hospital for COVID-19. Uh, and again, it's a tangential play based on some of the drugs that they've been working on for quite some time. All right, uh, George, nice uh, deep dive there. And uh, the important part here that uh, this is about a specific adverse outcome from COVID that it treats uh, as targeting the lung response specifically uh, as you make the comparison uh, to uh, Gilead's remdesivir, an important uh, comparison, obviously, as opposed to vaccine makers or some of the other general preventative measures uh, that we've been talking about. Hey, George, one more before you go real quick. Not as big of a dramatic move today. Give us a 60-second take on surgery partners, ticker SGRY. It has been fading after a really good start to the year. Yeah, I think over the year, OJ, the stock itself, Surgery Partners, which actually is one of the largest few uh, independently remaining ambulatory surgery centers or surgery care centers, uh, when it comes down to how many they have, as well as some of the short state hospitals that they have under their uh, under their group umbrella in terms of the acquisitions they've made. But this is an outpatient surgery uh, care center uh, hospital, but also inpatient and ambulatory care. They also have urgent care clinics. Uh, as well as uh, you know, uh, businesses in terms of acquiring physician groups. So the stock itself recently got an upgrade from Stiefel, uh, and this, uh, th- the upgrade came with a price target and a buy rating of $51. Now, the consensus price target on the stock is about $61, or 39% higher than the current price. But Stiefel actually sees something pretty interesting. Uh, they see better expense management going forward, as well as organic revenue growth. Now, surgery partners had done very well uh, in the first uh, half of 2021, and I think it has to do with the better outcomes from COVID-19. I think that a lot of elective surgeries, like ophthalmological surgeries, eye surgeries, Mm -hmm. uh, things like plastic surgery, those were put off uh, for folks who were afraid of COVID-19 and doing some hospital stays or going to hospitals. And I think that helped surgery partners in the first half of the year. But the company's actually made some aggressive acquisitions uh, for uh, physician uh, physician centers, in other words, uh, partnerships, physician partner centers, uh, and of course the debt that the company has taken on, which uh, from a leverage standpoint was quite large. And I think what we're actually seeing is is now some of those uh, debt issuance that the company took on to make a lot of acquisitions in the last year starting to manifest into better expense management, a little bit more visibility uh, in debt financing and capital structure management. I think that's what Stiefel sees here in their call, but uh, stock itself, uh, again, uh, trading considerably lower than the consensus price target, not just Stiefel's uh, call uh, of around uh, 50, uh, $51, but the mm-hmm. consensus is $61. So an interesting company. Uh, it did uh, make a nice move today on the call, but it is a company that's made a lot of acquisitions that uh, might be manifesting into better outcomes for the stock price going forward. All right, uh, George, nice. Uh, like the theme here today, fitting together, looking at some of the COVID players and putting surgery partners on our radar as well in the category. Thanks to GT with the Overlook stocks. Okay, when we get back, let's talk tech.